Life is progressive, no matter what our intentions. Hello and welcome to episode 110 of Under the Cull of MS. The MS Deep Dives episode, all about multiple sclerosis. And we're going to start out basically looking into progressive MS and what it has to offer. Isn't well good, but technology for four subtypes of MS or terminology, not technology. Terminology for four types of MS is relapsing remitting, which many of us start out at, get first diagnosed as, secondary progressive, primary progressive, and progressive relapsing MS. These definitions were intended to standardize the language used to describe common clinical patterns of the disease. Based on this terminology, progressive, primary progressive MS was defined as a progressive disease course from onset without relapses. All MS types are now classified as either active or inactive and progressive or non-progressive. The term progression is now to be used only in context of worsening disability in progressive MS, independent from relapses, which is basically you may start with relapse remitting MS where things come and go. And gradually start to have things that are sticking around longer and not going away, which might amp you up into the secondary progressive MS. And then you'll hit a phase, you may hit a phase where everything is just not going away and staying there and just increasing and that could set you into the primary progressive MS. And like I said before, everything I say doesn't mean shit. I'm just telling you stuff that I've researched, I've found, I've looked at the parts of the stuff that I feel is important, what feels important. You should always check with your doctors, your your neurologist, your primary care physician, whoever, to find out medical advice about anything but we need the information a lot of people don't get any information from doctors themselves so we find it wherever we can and i'm just giving you information i have found over the years researching and trying to find things to help me understand my my disease in a better way and so i can prepare for my future yeah Everything I say, and same with spoilers, I spoil everything. If I do, I do. If I don't, I don't. I don't care. So there's no spoiler alert warnings in my podcast. But yeah, primary progressive, I constantly think about because I feel I am in secondary. Uh, Secondary progressive. And they don't 
my new neurologist hasn't said whether or not he agrees or disagrees yet. So I don't have those days anymore where things are just coming and going like they used to. So but always got primary progressive stuck in the back of my head and I don't know what I have to look forward to if I have to deal with it. So is it worse than relapsing or remitting MS? Well, MS is different for every person. Gotta always remember that. We're all different. So you can ask for advice, but what people tell you may or may not be of use to you. So always look at your own body and how your body takes to anything and feels with anything. But advice is nice. <laughs> but advice can also bite you in the ass in the long run. So you got to watch that. But there are several factors that may give some insight into how it is likely to progress our wonderful disease. The monster. Your first symptoms may indicate how rapidly your disease progresses. Patients whose disease manifests with multiple problems simultaneously, such as visual symptoms, balance, weakness, etc., at the onset might develop a more rapid disease progression. Sensory symptoms alone at onset were associated with a slower time to progression of disability. I mean, it's hard to determine for many of us when the disease started or what our first issues were and stuff. I know I remember stuff all the way back to my early childhood that all makes sense only because of MS now and never made sense that anything else before that, but no one ever looked at it. So. Your age at onset might influence progression as well. Younger age at onset was associated with a lower time to reach disability, which can make sense for me because, like I said, I had it for a long time. and well with issues with almost every job I had, everything I did, but I fought through it and just that it is not being anything severe, but so hopefully that does make my progression slower if I had it longer. But who knows? That just might mean that your immune system's stronger and your body's stronger to tolerate certain issues and fight certain issues better than other people's bodies, would be my guess. Sex and cerebellar. Symptoms such as balance and coordination at disease onset were associated with time to selected disability milestones, suggesting that even if age is a key factor, factor, some other factors may exert a variable influence over specific periods of the disease course. These factors have important implications as they might influence therapeutic strategies. It seems that people with primary progressive MS might accumulate disability faster than relapsing remitting MS. Uh, is primary progressive MS a different disease than relapsing MS? 
Recent evidence points towards all forms of MS sharing common disease mechanisms. Various types of MS might simply represent a spectrum of clinical manifestations ranging from relapsing disease with little accumulated disability in the interim to primary progressive MS where disability accumulates irrespective of relapses, which are relatively unusual. No genetic difference between primary progressive MS and relapsing onset disease. No differences between the lesions seen in different clinical subgroups of MS, including primary progressive MS. However, there have been studies suggesting subtle differences between primary progressive MS and relapsing remitting MS. PPMS is less frequent than RRMS. <laughs> These over and over. Uh, yeah, I don't. All these studies suggest that primary progressive MS and relapse and remitting MS are different clinical manifestations of the same disease, perhaps with associated prognostic features that suggest a more rapid progression. Progression in primary PPMS patients, but in the long run, you start with one and graduate to the next and graduate to the next. So, in the long run, in my opinion, it's all the same disease, a progressing form of it as you advance. How do we approach the treatment of primary progressive MS? One of the main issues to understand is that despite the poor prognosis, prognosis commonly assumed in patients with progressive disease, progression of disability and in MS is slow. That's one thing with this damn disease. I'm so sick and tired of not being able to pronounce words that I used to pronounce. No problem. Now, for some reason, they get jumbled in my brain and just can't say them right. I'm sorry you got to deal with that. <laughs> it's crappy to listen to, I'm sure. And I'm still only about 15, 20 episodes in listening to my own podcast. I hate listening to my own voice, but yeah, I'm trying to see if the podcast is worth a shit or not by trying to listen through the episodes. Since I can't get no feedback, which you can still do, you can always give me feedback, ask me questions, tell me off, do whatever at uh, Kevin the Duck Pool at gmail.com. But yeah, or you can leave things and join up on my Facebook page and leave me messages or whatever. I also have the Under the Call of MS Facebook page. You can also find me on episodes of the Crimson Cull Comic Club and Under the Call of or Under the Call podcast, which both of them are verbal and audio and video podcast. You can catch them on YouTube and stuff. All right, where are we? Or looking at treatment, more importantly, it has been confirmed in several studies that in the earlier PPMS patients start treatment for their disease 
the greater the benefits of overall prognosis. Ocrelizumab, the first disease-modifying therapy for the treatment of treatment of PPMS patients, um, was approved a while back. And the medication was studied in a large clinical trial and was found to significantly decrease the like, likelihood of PPMS patients reaching disability milestones. It also demonstrated a significant reduction on worsening MRI outcomes. Previous studies in PPMS patients receiving rituximab also suggested benefit, particularly in patients younger than 51 years of age, and in those patients who had MRI evidence of active lesions. As you may or may not know, I'm on currently on Ocrevis, Ocrelizumab. Uh, I go back and forth with it. The last four to six weeks suck. Crap gap. Gotta deal with because he's just, body just loses all the medication, the most medication, and you feel it. You feel your body changing. And the last two infusions I had, which we have them every six months, my doctors screwed up paperwork and all that crap. So I ended up like a month, month and a half late with the first one. And then the second one, I was two months late this last one. And my body is in severe downfall at the moment of finally getting it. The steroids gave me a little kick in the ass. Then it took a good while, which it can take a good four or six weeks <laughs> for the drug to get back in your system. So the longer you're away from it, the longer it's going to take to get back in, I'm sure. But yeah, I, I do and don't feel this medication is helping me as much as it could. I still would like to try it to say every or something else. But I know Mavin Clad or Mavin Clad Clad was one I really wanted to try until I was pushed into the Ocrevus. And I heard about the things with the Sabri helping out certain issues and I was intrigued on that. But we'll see what happens in the future. It is always important to have a team of experts to help you develop a personalized treatment approach to your disease. Often patients need to see not only a neurologist, but also a physical therapist, occupational therapist, psychologist, nutritionist, urologist, etc. So it's fun having a huge team of doctors behind you. That's nice. I got as long as you got ones that you can stand and work with you and actually give a shit about your condition and understand it somewhat. Uh, every person is different and might have different needs at various stages of the disease. Hence, it is important to regularly see your team and make sure everybody works together. To be as proactive as possible to ensure an excellent quality of life for you. <clears throat> and 
use what you can with your team, learn as much as you can through your team, and still do your own significant research and looking into different things. Uh, you're not left out in the open, clueless, don't know what the what's going on or how to deal with the issues that you're having at the current moment. So that's definitely something you wanna consider. Wonderful invisible disease that we deal with now. We gotta try and explain to people and actually instead of that since we're talking about primary progressive MS and the advancement of our condition and all that stuff, let's look in uh, things you can do around your home and your life for safety and accessibility because the further we progress with the disease, the harder it is to get around us and our own life. And there's lots of wonderful things you can look into to try out. And find through through your insurance companies, through your care providers, stuff like that. There's medical, your pharmacists and stuff. There's lots of great places to get help with accessibility items. Nice thing if you have enough room in your shower. A shower chair is nice. They have the ones that are adjustable, the rubber feet. You can get them stool type. You can get them seat type. Yeah, a variety of different ones, uh, different sizes and stuff. Uh, the one I have has a nice adjustment from basically <laughs> less than a foot off the floor to two feet off the floor. But I got a shitty tight shower, so I can't use mine in. Mine anyway, so I use it for other things around the house. But a second railing is nice if you can, if you got the room and you can have it done and you have the wall space, but it's annoying as hell and you have no railing or just one railing to grab onto to go up and down stairs. If you have two, you can balance yourself nicely and walk better. I wouldn't have to put my hands on the steps to climb upstairs if I had two railings. It would be so nice. And I got three flights of damn stairs in the house that I'm in. Oh, no, one. Yeah, three flights of stairs to deal with in this house. So, like, it'd be really nice. But it's like some of the staircases are narrow to the point that it'd be annoying to have two railings or part of the staircase doesn't have a spot for a railing to connect on to. So that doesn't help either. Uh Accredited handymen may be located by searching on the Better Business Bureau's website at bbb.org. Uh, I'm a tavern and restaurant owner for a while, so I got connections all over. All my friends are in the construction fields and stuff like that. So if I need anything like that, I can find it pretty easily. Uh, but yeah, you can look around or if you hang out at a tavern. All you gotta do is ask the bartender. He'll point you to half a dozen guys that do this stuff. But if you want something done, two standard specs and shit, like make sure that you get a good quality MS knowledgeable, accessory knowledgeable 
type of carpenter to do distinct things if you need it done that way. But the basic things, there's a lot of carpenters out there that can help you out. They're great guys. Looking at that, a lever type door handle can be operated with your elbow or a fist or your whatever, your butt, anything. You can just push against it to open and close doors. A rocker or toggle type light switch, you just got to nudge against. To operate requires less dexterity than a traditional light switch or a bolt switch. Uh, there's touch lamps, timers on lamps, and motion-activated light bulbs. They're nice, especially for exterior. Uh, moving or eliminating furniture to allow more room for a mobility device can help. Non-skid flooring. And... I consider that, especially if you're in a wheelchair, because carpeting is going to be more of a pain in the ass, and you're going to want to go with a harder floor, so you're going to want to make sure you're not dealing with any major uh, slippage or anything like that, lines and things. Modifying how to perform your normal activities by hugging the wall or lightly holding on to furniture when walking between rooms. The thing many of us have to deal with, uh, changing, bathing time, uh, change your bathing time into when you have the most energy of the, your day. For many of us, it's in the earlier hours. Move your bedrooms to the first floor rather than purchase, purchasing a stairlift if needed to reach a bedroom on the second floor. Uh, they have foot lifter straps, or you can make your own to help get in the bed with less effort. Uh, foot lifter straps may also be used to lift one's legs when you're putting on your socks. And they have fancy little sock things now, too, that are these sticks that hook, hook your socks just right so you can put your foot in it. Now I have to try and deal with the spasticity issues and stuff. Baby monitors work great because they're cheap and they can be heard easily from any room in case you fall down and you have others in your household want to get a hold of them. <clears throat> Occupational therapist can help you learn how to cut corners and let a lets a person still do things without becoming exhausted. Uh, decreasing the total load is key to conserving your energy. When you're cooking, use a bar stool to sit on while preparing food. Bar stool with a back is especially helpful to provide lumbar support. The sit-stand work stool that adjusts to various counter heights. Same with desks. They have sit-stand desks now if you have to constantly physically for move your body around to get rid of some of the pains and stuff. Or if you need something that you can adjust to a nice height for a wheelchair and get in there. Uh, chopping food and making salads when seated at the tables is also an easy change. Sitting to take a shower, you have more energy to do whatever is needed afterward. Because many of us know and you can take a shower sometimes and be so fatigued by the time you get out of that 
shower that you can't even towel yourself off. You just got to stand there or sit there for a while. And I passed out in the shower. I face planted against the wall from the heat. I, you can fatigue out, fatigue out doing just about anything to the point where it's so much effort to get it done. By the time you're done, your day's over with. Uh, keep a crock pot within easy reach. Those are nice to use. Just throw all the stuff in there, turn it on, and forget about it for four, two, four, six, eight hours, whatever. Then you can get your meats, vegetables, everything all together in one. Air fryer is awesome. I love the air fryer. Uh, comes with a good variety of recipe ideas. You can modify them so simply. There, you can make healthier fries in there, and you can do all your breaded items cook nicely in there without the grease. Uh, I've done fish fry. They got ones now that got like three, three areas, so you can make your main dish, your side vegetables, and appetizers all in one. But your tasks can be broken up into smaller segments, so you're not burning yourself out. Fixes in the kitchen is to have everything at eye level, so it's a lot easier, a lot less stress on the body, digging and searching for things. I'm still in the process of rearranging our kitchen to get it to where I'm happy with everything, but it's going to take a while. Uh, things that you use frequently have at arm's reach instead of up too high or down too low. Shelves that slide out are wonderful. Extension shelves with drop-down cabinetry can be bought from store, home improvement stores. They have reachers and grabbers. So if you got to get items that are out of the way, out of the reach. Uh, when you have heat sensitivity issues, which many of us do, you can wear a cooling vest and other cooling accessories can help. Also, when you're working in the kitchen, because it can get pretty damn hot in there. Preparing food in the morning when it's cool and reheating the food in the toaster oven or microwave at dinner time helps, especially when you have more energy in the morning and you have less energy in the day later in the day. For a person with both temperature sensitivity and fatigue, they have Wi-Fi thermostats that save steps by allowing for remote programming right from your phone. Yeah. Stand alone or be part of a larger home automation system that is run by a single app on your phone. They have kits combining a Wi Fi thermostat, a hub, a wall switches, and outlets to allow lamps and appliances to be operated by your smartphone. So it's like technology these days makes it sweet for, for handicapped people. Clear pass with no clutter or trip over stuff items laying around. Colorful reference points also help. Adding a contrasting border to carpet or wood or tile floors around the edge of the room can provide a good visual cue. Yeah, visual issues. A differently colored walking path can show the way from room to room. Floor colors that contrast with furniture colors are also useful. 
doorways and light switch plates in contrasting colors can be effective as well. Contrasting paint on the risers of the steps can make steps more visible. Sometimes when those colors blend in, you can easily be tripping and falling on that stuff. Trip on my own feet half the time. This color should contrast against the color of the top of each step where your foot touches. Be sure not to paint the tread of the of cement steps since they can become slippery and dangerous. Make a list instead of trying to remember everything. Smartphones and smartwatches help out with that. Built-in timers, they can be used as reminders to take medication or to perform a necessary task. Calendars on those devices can also be set for events such as doctor appointments. Some smartwatches can be set to read these reminders aloud if you need it. Certain smartwatches may also have medical alert components at the push of a button and help is summoned. MSAA's mobile phone application, My MS Manager, helps with that. It allows members of the MS community to tr track disease activity, store medical information, and generate charts and reports across various metrics such as treatments, mood symptoms, and more. Find that at mymsaa.org backslash mobile. But I am running out of time. So that'll be it for today. You have a wonderful day. Be good to everybody. Take care of yourself. And we'll talk to you again soon.